Hello, and welcome to the return of the MNN podcast. We were gone last week because I was in Cancun, Mexico. Anyway, I'm Kosek. I'm here with Forrest. How's it vibing? It's all good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How was your trip over there? My trip was great. It was, um, you know, sometimes you go on a trip to, you know, see things and get as much done as you can, you know, just like hitting up multiple freaking uh, tourist destinations a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you go to Cancun, you go to a resort, and you just don't do anything all day because that's what you need, you know? <laughs> Is it was that what you did there? That's what I did. Chilled? <laughs> I just chilled. I laid on the beach, drank a lot of mixed drinks, and just didn't do much lathered on the sunscreen so i didn't get burned you know how it is yeah sometimes you just want to do absolutely nothing absolutely true uh so yeah that's how my trip was you know it was it was with my family the whole thing was celebrating my grandparents 50th anniversary wedding anniversary nice yeah um so we had like a special dinner for them and stuff and that's a long, long time, 50 years. Like, like obviously, I'm an adult, and my parents had me as adults, so it's at least two adulthoods in length, you know? Mm-hmm. But, man, I don't know, you know? That's more than twice of my entire life. That they've been married, living with one another. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. Kind of feels like that's something my parents are going to go through. Because, like, they've been together since forever now. I I told you about it, man. Yeah, but tell (laughs) You haven't told this story on the Yeah, but, like, geez. um, Because my parents have been together since, like, middle school that's what i thought yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i think it was yeah i'm pretty sure it was middle school that's like when they first got together i'm sure it was like on and off a bit there you know early first love whatever but they've generally stayed together throughout all of like middle school high school and ended up getting married like shortly after graduation Mm -hmm. they had me i think senior year and when I think about the number of memories I have from before middle school, it's not like that many, you know, yeah. compared to everything since. So that is just nearly all of their rememberable life they've spent together, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It's a very, very long time. Oh, they're yeah. still They're still going strong. Like they, um, <laughs> last week. They recently uh, went to the Caribbean. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. Um, they went there last week to like some islands or whatever. And 
they did it for their anniversary. They just spent over there for like almost a little, yeah, as I said, about a week and um, their marriage anniversary. Yeah. And how many years has it been? Mm, I don't know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know exactly. I just know it was their anniversary. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it's got to be like late teens, right? Yeah. Um, I think they got, I think my mom was 19 when they got married. Okay. They're in their late 30s at this point. Bro, that's crazy. Your parents are young. They are. Like, I'm about half of my dad's age. Yeah, that's crazy. And like, yeah, you mentioned, you know, them having you senior year, but wow. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. Man. And it just just makes me hope that I can find that, you know? True. You know, because love that lasts. <laughs> uh, because man, uh because whenever I think of love, I yeah, what my parents have, that's what I think of. Like, that's the standard, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what really, that's what love really is. Yeah, makes sense. They've been able to set a very good, for the most part, example for your, for you and your brother, you know, about a successful marital life. Yeah, sure. Um, because obviously, I mean, just generally going through everything like thick and thin and all. Oh yeah, and and you know, living in the time we do with such high divorce rates, it's so always so nice to see. Yeah, like work out so well. <laughs> it's also a little funny that, uh, like, because I'd say like in their early years of like the marriage, and maybe like when I was a couple years old. A few, yeah, a few, couple, few years old, and um, there's two instances that I remember where things could have gone really south. I remember there being like a big fight between the two one time. It's pretty bad. They ended up kind of t- taking time apart from one another. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Wait, just one of those, this? one of those arguments, you know. When was this? Uh, I'm not sure. It's probably the oldest memory i have and that was probably only a few remember this i was only i was only a few years old or maybe like five or something Mm -hmm. one of my oldest memories and uh yeah that was pretty rough on their end (laughs) but uh the other one which is something i found out recently like i i knew that my dad like went to uh, I think it was like jail prison or something he due to reasons uh he ended up sp- spending some time yeah in jail or prison or whatever i, I don't mm. know <laughs> whatever but he ended up spending some time however whenever he was like first getting i guess convicted or what and all um the punishment he was initially going to receive was like 20 years <laughs> 20 years yeah and i essentially i would have grown up without a father if yeah basically 
pretty much it would have been it's crazy because that was like the initial punishment and i think the main reason to why he was going i guess to prison or whatever was largely due to the fact that like he had multiple uh i guess violations in terms of uh I guess, you know, just driving, not paying tickets, yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. And they just really went hard on him. Yo, how many tickets you got to accumulate for? They said you've been for 20 years. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a bit more than that. He was a very, uh, (laughs) um, he was very troublesome in his early years. He, 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 even he would admit that, you know? I thought when you had told me this story previously, you had talked about him getting into fights and stuff. Oh yeah, he was he'd get into fights a lot whenever he was younger, Listen, and I'm sure that certainly played a part in it. That's the not that 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 that's what's not fair about fights, man. If you win, all of a sudden you're the one who's getting assault and battery charges. If you lose, <laughs> you're the victim. Ooh, oh, but um, but yeah, I think the the only reason why that initial, I guess punishment got dropped was because he kind of just like kind of held out in terms of like the court and then they ended up coming to an agreement later on of just like hey you spend about like like almost a year in prison and then you know probation or whatever afterwards gotcha yeah that it it's yeah it's one of those things where you're very very fortunate that that worked out so nicely you know (laughs) Yeah, be a very different person otherwise. Yeah, I'd imagine. Be very uh, mm, I don't even know. You don't I, know? I really don't know. It it there's maybe really, I'd be more a trouble child, I suppose. That's certainly a possibility. Single parent. Um, yeah. there's really no way to know how different you'd be. You know? Yeah, because you know for. Oh no, it really depends because at that point my mother could have like, you know, divorced, got remarried, find someone else. True. Or maybe she, you know, stayed with them and just waited until he got out and then Maybe, you know, but twenty years is a long time to wait for that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and considering how young they were, I don't figure she would have waited. Yeah. Um But yeah, like a girl without a father potentially like someone else being a father depending on how well that went and uh i'd meet him i i think he'd still be in jail even now maybe not sure but Um, be be something meeting him after like all all said and done oh sure yeah i mean who knows how well you'd even know him you know Mm mm-hmm I suppose that's a bit about my personal life, though. Ooh. Have I told my dad's stupid jail story? No. Okay. Uh, my dad went to jail for one day um, because he kept getting speeding tickets, <laughs> which he paid off, but... He got he, one too many. But yeah, the judge was just sick of seeing him. So he was like, I'm going to send you to jail for one day. And my dad, that got him to chill a little. <laughs> <laughs> I did my time. 
<laughs> I don't even don't. think it's really on record or anything anywhere, you know? It's not like he has prison time listed anywhere. He was just kind of held in like the county jail or whatever for <laughs> just a day. 24 hours. <laughs> been great if he like acted all hard afterwards. <laughs> Got a tattoo or something. Yeah. Still fresh too. Like <laughs> skin's all I don't know, sore or whatever. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Oh yeah. Um no, he just like hung out, talked to some of the other inmates. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> all the other inmates who were in there for much more serious things. <laughs> He's like that one guy where everyone's like, everyone's in there for like murder, burglary, stuff like that. And then he's like, yeah, I got a speeding ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I got a speeding ticket. Dude, if you get your 100th speeding ticket, you win a f- day in jail. <laughs> and that's uh, the goal. Yes. <laughs> Should we talk about the movie speaking, now? Speaking of prisons, oh, we watched a movie about a prison. Oh, yeah. Technically. Uh, a, a digital one. A mental one. We watched The Matrix this past Saturday. Because... Why uh, not? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Here's the actual reason. Is because I wanted to watch it on the plane to Cancun. But... The plane noise was so loud I couldn't hear anything. Really? Yeah. Uh, unless I turned my volume all the way up. But then as soon as there was like a sound effect or anything, it was so loud it just destroyed my eardrums. So I was like, I'm not doing this. Did you not like, I don't know, headphones or something? I had earbuds in. I was using earbuds. That's why it was destroying my ears when there was something loud. I guess so. You know, I, just, I guess it was, a fair, it was a noisy plane. Yeah. But also to be fair, there's a lot of a bit of whispering going on or, you know, characters there not being so loud. Is. Well, yeah. First of all, yeah. Everybody's talk so quietly in that movie. Um, but also, yeah, all the sound effects and music were just way louder than the voices. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> but I still wanted to watch it. So, you know, we watched it on Saturday together. Us and Janarby yeah uh good movie good movie very cheesy looking back on it (laughs) it i'll tell you what the special effects hold up though for the most part yeah they do especially like the cg yeah like (laughs) because the only things i can have like to reference to like cg like back in the day was like spy kids and that was like not good spy kids (laughs) I usually think of like the like the Phantom Menace from Star Wars. I suppose I I never really watched the I've I've never watched any of the Star Wars movies. Any I tell you what, uh, no, not really. I've probably seen some scenes here and there, but I've never hmm. watched one. I think like I knew their existence and all that stuff. Yes, and I, of course. And like like. <laughs> I was into some of the like stuff, like whether it be the games or like I remember the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars are really cool whenever that was on TV. Oh, uh, did you watch that? I watched a bit of it, like whenever it just came on and whatever yes. episode. Um, 
I never watched the movies. I think my first movie was like the sweet sequel trilogy. Gotcha. What with uh, the Force Awakens? Yeah, well, whatever that first movie was. Yep. Yep. Force Awakens. And what did you think of it? I liked it. I liked. I tell you what, that. Mm, I don't like no surprise, like big surprise. I don't like the sequel trilogy, but uh, I feel like it had a lot of potential. <laughs> I have. Have you seen the other sequel films? I've seen. I've never really watched them, but I know what happened in them because like, OK, I'm not going to waste my time watching it because I kind of figured out what was going on in them. And just like the whole like, yeah, it wasn't a pr- planned trilogy and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. like I heard like, you know, largely the movies individually aren't terrible, but like looking at them as like a trilogy, they're not good. It does lack coherence as a trilogy. That yeah. being said, um Obviously, I think obviously The Last Jedi is a comedically divisive film, and I'm on the side that likes it for the most part. Yeah, I like what was his name? <laughs> this segued into Star Wars all of a sudden, but uh, was fast, yeah. uh, but uh, what was the dude's name? He, in... <sighs> he was the uh. The the stormtrooper or whatever that was Flint, Finn, Finn Finn yeah Finn I would have loved if he was the protagonist throughout the entire trilogy and if it focused around him that's a fair opinion um it it, it does almost feel as though it would be disingenuous to what Star Wars is to not have a Jedi at the center. I mean, I'm not I saying guess. there ha- doesn't have to not be one, like he just like part of the force stuff. Yeah, I think wasn't that kind of like an idea? He had a connection to the force in some way. Maybe I don't remember. I I, th- I thought that was like one of the ideas. Like he had a connection to the force in some way, and like due to his like you know clones still being people, you know he ended up diverging and kind of forging yeah. his own path and all that stuff, and it was really nice. I feel like there's a lot of great ideas that that movie, first movie set up in terms of like his character and stuff, but in the sequels, they just weren't followed through or if they were followed through, it was like probably in some of the worst ways possible. I still haven't seen rise of Skywalker though. Yeah. I heard it's a lot of just, it's one big fetch quest and just going from point A to point B. Yeah. Constantly. I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard good things, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should watch the original trilogy sometime. Maybe you you not having seen the original trilogy, but watching The Force Awakens is so funny since that movie is just like a huge reference to the first Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe we can watch the. Yeah, we we should watch that sometime. But why don't we get back on the Matrix? <laughs> Um, so Matrix, uh, thematically, I really like the Matrix. Um, I think I was able to pay more attention to some of the dialogue. Um, the dialogue is funny though. Not the, you know, it, it does, it does 
run into the problem of some of the themes that were cool and new at that time not new but i think new in a public new to the public eye at the time um are a bit overdone now yeah like because uh generally it's not bad but like looking back on it now and kind of some of the more standards we have nowadays is like morpheus speaks entirely like in monologue you know (laughs) which it just comes up very funny like how uh and then like neo his like all his dialogue is very just like short and simple and largely whispers or like just him talking like really low yeah i don't neo doesn't say much (laughs) in the whole film yeah man uh also garbage romantic progression (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that romantic progression was like yeah she told me i'll fall in love with the dead man (laughs) it's like and then it just happens yeah there's necrophilia by the way yeah it's such a like um yeah i it's not that they couldn't fall in love but it was more so they were told that they'll or more so she was told (laughs) Any necessary interactions for them to fall in love must have happened off screen, you know, because mm-hmm. it just kind of happened from our point of view. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... I mean, it's still really good, though. It's it's a fun movie to watch. Um, I think a lot of the like and certainly like a lot of the things I introduced like back at the, like whenever the movie first came out. It was like very new, very cool at the mm. time. But nowadays, there are a lot of like cliches and tropes, you know, nothing. Oh, yeah. that That's really what that movie is like, kind of just filled of but, like nowadays. But it's still well written. We, we oh, talked about this right afterward where we were like, the presentation is really good because nobody ever. I'm blanking on the word again, like I did on Saturday. Um the the narrative flow is never stopped to explain things. It's not like somebody sits down and explains to Neo in one big speech what oh, the matrix exposition. is. Exposition, yes. <laughs> it never it never just it 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 takes it a while to explain what the matrix is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it it does it in bits and pieces and it keeps it mysterious. Yeah, I mean, as I like said, whenever we talked about it a bit after the movie, it's uh, it is presented very well, and that's why it's largely enjoyable because, like, as you're getting the exposition that you know the characters go on about, whether it be the Matrix or you know the One and all that stuff, uh, it's usually presented while, like, let's say, I guess just generally interesting things are going on within like these scenes, like whether it be Morpheus and Neo fighting. As like he's trying to teach him to you know mm-hmm. figure out how to utilize the matrix and stuff like that, or uh, like them telling, mm, well, how what was it? What what scene was that? Uh, I guess like whenever they first introduced him to, I think it was before it, like before that whole Morpheus and Neo fight scene, uh where they was introducing him to 
I guess introducing them to the concept of the matrix and like they're like showing how they could like uh construct any anything that they want within this little space, how they brung in the weapons, change the environment and all that stuff, and had Nero interact with it. And mm-hmm. like yeah, that's like the entire scene is just pure exposition, but it keeps it interesting while like having all these things happening. Yes. As I said, good presentation. Yes, yes. Um Tell you what though, I wish the characters had more to them because they're really there really wasn't much to them, admittedly. Except Morpheus. I'm gonna disagree with you on the topic of Morpheus. Oh well yeah, yeah. Morpheus Morpheus is the exception. Um I think, I think it's very interesting how Morpheus is at first presented as this you know, um very experienced leader, teacher figure. Um, but then it's sort of revealed that a lot of people think he's full of it and, yeah. and that he's like really dogmatically worships this idea of the one more than most people do. Um, yeah, it's like a belief that he kind of conjured up himself that he rides and dies for. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's, I guess it's a almost religious type of thing, you know. Yeah, uh, like a even I guess how they present it, it's almost like delusional, you know. Yes, but 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 then after because that sort of, that stuff is talked about a lot when he's captured, mm-hmm. and then when he comes back, it, it feels like there's another level of nuance to him, where he is like it feels as though he's aware of his um of of how the idea is a little silly you know um but he carries on with it for uh personal reasons you know mm-hmm. i you know, I I suppose with the sequels, I hope they explore more with the characters that are still around because, like, yeah, a large part of the cast was kind of just wiped out. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Because, yeah, a lot of them were kind of just, like, one-note, uh, fairly static characters. I'd say the only characters that really had any development were... I'd say the big one was Morpheus, followed by Neo, and what, then... Do you think Neo Morpheus developed? Or a whole lot not necessarily developed but more so i guess you could see the nuance to his character is a better mm. way to put it mm-hmm. um i think then i suppose neo got more so the development a bit um yep yep and then i suppose his you know romantic interest but not a whole lot it was just like yeah she's like I'm, I'm afraid I love-, <laughs> love and loving the one and if Neo's the one, I, I love him, but he might die. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, uh, and I'm sure you could read more into it, but like... Yeah, I mean, as I said, I hope they explore the characters in the other movies. Yes. As it really... Yeah. It just feels like this is more so the introduction of the world itself. Like getting mm. you used to the idea of like, okay, the Matrix, what's capable within it, and then like, I guess setting up the plot of like who the one is, 
who the enemies are, and I guess what's the ultimate end goal of this trilogy. So I say, yeah, it's a lot of setup. And I say it's only fault is that you don't really get to explore the characters too much with like the exception of Morpheus. You're able to get some nuance from him. Yeah. Um, Cause even Neo, like again, I'm sure people can read more into him, but I didn't see a whole lot presented about his character. Um, particularly anything unique, you know, uh i feel like a lot of what neo does and says is what would firstly be expected of a normal person in that situation and then later just be expected of a protagonist in that situation Mm. i really like the question of is it better to stay in the matrix you know that's addressed a little oh like the mm. the the whole ignorance is bliss thing largely because um like like if you're in the matrix you live a normal life some better some worse but you live your life and then you die then you die in the real world too. And that's it, you know? Yeah. If you are, if you escape from the matrix or if everyone is released from the matrix, everyone lives in kind of a crappy world, not great lives. And then they die. Yeah. It's the, just the question of, you know, would you want to live a happy life even if it was fabricated for you, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing because, uh, yeah, because like, uh, that one essentially small, that smaller antagonist that plays a role in the movie where he answers that, I guess, question a bit himself where like, if you can't tell the difference between this fabricated reality and I guess this true reality, uh, what's the point of, I guess, being set free whenever ultimately it doesn't matter, especially if like considering, uh, what the, uh, I don't even know what to call the AI's like main goal is to eliminate this. Like, what is it? What'd they call it? Like Xeron? Xeron? I forgot what they call it zion yeah yeah was it i'm not sure maybe i've missed it but was it ever explained what the zion was zion is the uh it's a city it's the last <laughs> remaining human city so it's obviously also the base for the resistance as a whole mm-hmm. we see more of it in the second movie all right because you know the thing is let's say because even the AIs say this, which who knows, maybe they're it's one big bluff or maybe I don't know. But as far as I got from this movie, once they eliminate every human city and every single human is uh assimilated within the matrix, they just leave and they don't play a part within the matrix whatsoever. Yeah, well they just keep using 
the matrix uh, yeah as, as a an energy source. source yeah which ultimately you know if able if humans are still able to live their lives in a relatively mm-hmm. i guess fabricated yet reality that's not i guess that ultimately makes no difference whether they're able to tell it uh-huh. whether it's real or not um if they leave and all that stuff what's the point of like i guess fighting for you know mm-hmm. but i'll tell you what the one thing that did just occur to me is the idea that uh as soon as the robots find a better uh continual energy source they don't have a reason to keep the humans around anymore i suppose so uh zoop. you know it's a clever setup though you know like there's something very disturbing about the idea that not only are we all in this uh fake world but we're being bred like animals as an energy source for, you know, robotic beings. Yeah. <laughs> you think we're in a simulated reality right now? Me? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's a way to know. Gotta take the red pill. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really cool scene. Um, you know, as, as a writer, as a storyteller, I think about what's the significance of having Morpheus ask him, do you want to take the red pill or the blue pill rather than just asking him if he wants to know the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a, Cause I mean, yeah, he gives like that option of like, yeah, you can live a blissful, uh, ignorant reality, or you can take the harsh reality, but truly realize what it is you're going to be fighting for, you know? Mm-hmm. And and what's the significance of using pills for that instead of just asking, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really say, uh, maybe because because that's what makes the scene so iconic you know the whole the scene where he's showing him the pills he's saying which one but uh i don't know i think at that point you'll start getting to more uh i guess figurative writing at that point like yes uh, that's what i love that's what i want yeah yeah um which you know i guess more so because they're both medicine while one relieves the pain one might feel then while the other kind of I guess it would more so fix the issue, but it would be far more painful to go through said procedure, so to speak. I like the medicinal symbolism you're talking about. Yeah. As uh, you know, medicine generally is to either ease the pain or generally fix it altogether, but or usually. True, yeah. You got like ibuprofen, which, you know, doesn't solve the pain. It just makes it so you can't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you take the medicine that really fixes you but it's going to be painful yeah and i think you know that i'd say that's probably what they were going for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. makes sense tell you what though because i forgot to tell you that little story i had in mind um what story 
after we finish watching the movie. But uh, so. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. <laughs> yeah. So there is a time when. So. All right. So there was a time kind of like a few years back. A close family friend of ours died. Uh, due to like a car crash and whatnot. Um, however, this strange thing happened to me because I remember at some point, like during this time, I had a very, a very realistic dream. Ooh. It was to a point where I really can't distinguish like what was reality at that point. You know, it was one of those type of dreams. And in those dreams, he was still alive. And after waking up for like a good maybe year or so. I was under the impression that the dude was still alive. And it was just after like, uh, I guess after, I guess the talk of the guy came up again and like in some conversation, it kind of just dawned on me that like, yeah, all that was just a dream and the dude's been dead the entire time. That was just, (laughs) yeah, it was (laughs) kind of a mind fuck. Yeah. I believe it. It, It's just, man. It was something. I can't even describe the feeling of what like that was. You ever have anything like that where just you almost believe the dreams you've had? I think everybody believes has an experience where they believe a dream for a little bit after waking up, you know, but like to such a level, though, because this wasn't like uh, like, okay, you know, I, I, you know, I had a dream. And then, like, maybe after a few hours or maybe a day, you're like, oh, that wasn't true. But, nah, this was, like, months, (laughs) almost a year of me, like, living this little false reality, you know? That's, yeah. No, I mean, certainly nothing to that extent. The most, the longest I've had is, like, about half a day, you know? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, like, you know, that's what The Matrix reminded me of. (laughs) Tell you what. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that reminded me of one thing that annoyed me in the movie was when freaking Neo saw the cat walk past. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. Walk past again. And he said, huh, deja vu. And I said, that's not what deja vu is. And then everybody else kept acting like that's what deja vu is. And that leads me to believe the Wachowski. Is it Wachowski or Wachowski? Wachowski is the Monsters Inc. guy. Uh... The people who made the movie didn't know what deja vu is either. <laughs> it's like, not they had a, like i'm sure they had to work with something all right because is there even a word for that i, I don't think so <laughs> i think they just had to like they just took david deja vu closest word to like i guess what happened there or something you know mm-hmm. experiencing the same like something twice and and, and i just do, rolled with it <laughs> i do like the idea of actual deja vu being a quote-unquote glitch in the matrix uh, and I like that this movie set this like cult put put this like idea in our culture, this like universal joke that weird coincidences or happenings are glitches in the matrix, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love that. That's just a know? thing in our culture now. Yeah. Just one of those days, man. <laughs> it's like, Hey, I did this before. Yeah. Overall, how, how do you, how do you rate the movie? On a scale of one to ten, yeah, I'll tell you what. This is a probably a discussion for another time, but I've started to really dislike 
uh, one to ten or one to five or whatever rankings. Have I talked about this before? I not in my presence anyway. I don't know if you ever said it in like a previous episode before. Maybe I don't know. Um, I've stopped liking them because I don't know how to use them anymore. Because I'm not sure how I'm supposed to be critiquing a film. It, am I? If I say it's a seven out of ten, does that mean there was about three tenths of its being that I thought was bad? Uh, if I say it's a 10 out of 10, does that mean it is a perfect product or, 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 or not a perfect product rather that I had a perfect experience or that couldn't be improved. And then like, but that doesn't make sense. Cause then I, there's never a 10 out of 10. What happens if they improve it? It, it got better, but I can't rank it higher because I guess for me, when it comes to like, I guess, number rankings um i kind of see i I suppose i i would see something a 10 out of 10 being like everything that it does like everything that set out to do like whether it be like let's say a video game it's story main gameplay it's main gameplay it's mechanics graphics audio all this stuff you know music it's probably the best it could possibly be like sure there are probably aspects that you can certainly critique and improve upon but it's like they're almost nitpicks at that point and once you like actually think about it like you yourself can't think of what could they improve upon it you know or like if you could think of like maybe little aspects that could improve it's like as i said they're almost nitpicks at that point like Mm -hmm. there's really no need for it um, I'd say that's what more of a 10 out of 10 is for me. It's the best it could possibly be. And in personally, like, I think no matter like how objectively you look into something and like kind of eliminate all bias, you're going to have personal taste. You're going to have like, you know, oh, your sure. own things that you're into. So I don't think like, I don't think they're like, I guess, you know, as people say, there's never a true 10 out of 10 or a truly perfect thing. And I do believe that. And that largely delves into, I guess, we as humans, as naturally we, you know, we are flawed. So I think the products that we also produce are going to naturally be flawed as well. And furthermore, we are, since we're also, you know, flawed as flawed beings, how we judge something is also naturally going to be flawed. Interesting. Yeah. Because that well, well, that's an interesting rather that's an interesting way of looking at things because it supposes that there is some greater eminence that can exist. We just aren't capable of creating it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Because um, I, I think. Mean- yeah, generally we can improve. There are many things we can improve upon, like just like looking at you know society, ourselves. Mm-hmm. But whether we are able to reach what would one call perfect, it's almost untainable considering naturally mm-hmm. what we are. Mm-hmm. I guess by that definition, I'm calling it a. a nine out of ten i guess Mm. 
It's for me. Mm. Hmm. I'd probably call it like a eight out of ten for me. Eight out of ten is pretty still a good good score. Yeah, like I I enjoyed it a lot. There are a lot of good aspects to it, but I think the only thing that like holds it down from being, I guess, perfect or higher is largely due to old age. You know, it's it has like a lot of things it has now are like considered tropes and cliches. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, as I said, there's other aspects like how the dialogue is and some other things but yeah i mean that's where i lose the point you know is just the matter of i feel like some characters could be handled a bit better yeah but so otherwise it does everything else really well yeah and i'd say like yeah i probably for the time it probably would have been like you know nine ten out of ten but um i I mean now i feel like even at the time characters could be improved Maybe I don't think that's a matter. Maybe I don't think that's a matter of time. You know, yeah, I I think because now thinking about it, there were also really old movies that did characters really well. Oh, totally. So yeah, I think it would have been like maybe a nine out of ten then. Um, yeah, I I don't know, maybe, but um, I I'd say that's where I stand on that. Could certain aspects of it could be better? Some of it is due to like you know just naturally through time mm-hmm. i just kind of didn't age well because and that's, other just like yeah there are some faults because that's an interesting example of trying to separate your personal experience from the quote-unquote uh I, objective I, quality of a product you know the, the the idea that like it's like if you watch lord of the rings or you read lord of the rings Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm finding this boring because it's a very because it's the most it's probably not the most, but it's a very generic fantasy story. And you know that that's because it's the one that defined those tropes, but that still gets in the way of your personal experience, you know? Yes. So so you sit there and you're just like, well, I can call it a 10 out of 10 because it's not. Because it is, but I didn't have a 10 out of 10 experience, you know, but that's just my own problem. Yeah. And uh, because I'd say the Matrix definitely has, like, I guess the presentation or just generally what the movie is, even though it's a, like, let's say eight out of 10, in my opinion, it has the ability to be a classic. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is a classic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Honor. It is, but um, I could see why it has that ability to be a classic, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Even though I don't consider it to be, like, the best movie I've ever seen, or, you know, close to anything being the best movie I've ever seen. But I can oh, see it being a classic, which it is. It's highly praised and highly beloved. Oh, yeah. And where is it? Um, It says... In 2012, it was added to the National Film Registry, which is a selection of films which are believed to be deserving of preservation. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Which I opened up the Wikipedia article for the National Film Registry and I started scrolling down them and I said, hmm, okay, okay. 2001, A Space Odyssey makes sense. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, sure. 
Makes sense. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> um, what film are you going to go see this uh, evening? Fast and Furious. Oh, man. <laughs> Number one movie in America, probably. Which, which, which one is this? Is it the seventh one? I think it's the seventh one. I think it is. Um, what's it called? Oh wait, never mind. It's not the set. It's hold on. Is it the newest it... one? Yes, it's it's the ninth, the ninth movie. One. My bad. <laughs> the ninth one. F nine. What a garbage, lazy, trashy, disgusting title. <laughs> My goodness! Imagine taking a series called The Fast and the Furious which is a great title and then shortening it down to F nine, because that's what, how people title things these days. It reminds I, me of the oversimplified logo, like trend that's going on. It or that's does. Like, happened. I've already gone off on my single word titles rant on this podcast though. Haven't I? Uh, I, th- I think so. It, it, I, I think, uh, summary single word titles are awful. Uh, I'm not talking about things like The Hobbit or Moana. I'm talking about things like Divergent or okay, I... every recent Pixar movie. Frozen. Every Pixar movie. Yeah, Frozen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Onward. I, I feel... Mm, I guess so. Lazy titles that don't say anything specific about the film. Don't distinguish it from a hundred other films that could very validly be called onward. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, because you know, the only thing that I can correlate with like frozen and like what's going on in the actual movie is, uh, Hey, she has ice powers (laughs) and she's freezing everything. She does. She (laughs) does. Um, you know what? They can make an, shoot i was gonna say they they could make an incredible spinoff about frozone and call it frozen just as well but like that's so similar that they would probably just call it frozone that'd be funny yeah yeah they probably would just call it frozen um but i i think the second week i never watched the second movie like frozen 2 but uh i don't think like the title frozen 2 that's just more so like hey it's a sequel yeah, the title really the doesn't have anything to do with what's going on. <laughs> Which is like, whatever, I guess. You know, we had Cars 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, but they were about living cars, okay? <laughs> yes. Oh, sure. I I think stuff like Cars gets away with it because that's... Cars is about cars more so than any other film, you know? Even a racing Hell film is yeah. about the people and not the cars. I always wondered how they reproduce. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah, you know, they got romance. They do, but like, <laughs> are they built? Are they built? I don't know. They're repaired, you know? Yeah, they're repairable. They're like showing like, hey, here's the new engine. Is it like in robots where they get a? Because they're built in robots, you know? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That movie explained it. But who built them? The parents. 
Nah, but who built the parents? Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> that's, that's the easy, like, dystopian theory, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, the robots took over. We built the robots and we died off. Nah, my, my theory, my theory is that just instead of making humans, God just made robots. That's it. No reason he couldn't have. Yeah, there's no reason. He He's the almighty Lord. Yeah, do whatever don't question he wants. him. You wanted to make robots. And uh, that's my my robot head cannon. But that's just a theory, a film theory. Tell you what, though, that Fast and Furious movies—they're getting there's something. I enjoy them a lot, but they I really haven't. are just like no spoilers because I haven't seen any of them. But. No, no, no. Uh, it's not spoilers. Just they really are just action movies at this point. Like just action movies were, like, because originally the movies were about like racing and like you know street racing and all that stuff, and like you know like getting involved with like police, criminal organizations, yada yada yada. But then at some point there was like a little transition where they didn't really know what they wanted to be. Whether they wanted to be more like street racing and cars and stuff, or uh more action packed like like typical action where action movies where they like there's a story going on there's things but it's really just more about the spec spectacle you know mm-hmm. and at this point they embrace the action movie i guess genre True. and it is a lot more about the spectacle and just like you know characters getting in these ridiculous situations and, and it's kind of just yeah <laughs> It's all about family. It's all about but, um, family. But yeah, it's it's funny to see it go from like a movie about, you know, street racing to um freaking government like government versus like internet <laughs> like national criminal or organizations so freaking trying to create new world order and shit. <laughs> Flying cars and stuff. <laughs> Just wait for Fast and the Furious Z where they get to planet busting level. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> it, it, it feels it, Fast and Furious really does feel like it's like <laughs> Dragon Ball where things just it's continuously escalate and it doesn't stop. I hope. I hope. I should I should just like marathon they, the Fast and Furious movies over the next over the course of like a week. Uh, Bro, just to see the progression there's a spin-off movie where like the characters like one of the, the one of the main antagonists of like the spin-off movie so technically it's canon within the fast and furious movies oh boy uh the antagonist had like i think nanites in their body they're like pretty much superhuman <laughs> and uh-huh. like the vehicles he had were like super high tech like probably stuff that you'd see in sci-fi movies and shit like it was insane and then like the feats the characters can do now are pretty unrealistic like freaking Dwayne the Rock Johnson like uh the rock obviously jumping off of a skyscraper holding on to like a freaking metal rail as he's like sliding down the building Uh. beating up people at the same time and like you know not breaking his kneecaps (laughs) at the very end (laughs) wild 
it's fun. It's very fun. These movies are very fun, but like every action movie objectively, like when it comes to story and like, I guess the story's fine. It's the story's fine, but you don't, you don't watch it for the story. You're watching it for the spectacle, Uh you know? Uh, uh, have I ever, yeah. Have I ever talked about my transformers, uh, pornography analogy? Like what? You know, transformers films. No, tell me about it. What's up? Okay. You watch a transformers film, like the way you watch porn. If it has good acting, good special. If if it has good acting or good music or a good story, that's great, but it's optional. You watch a Transformers film for the action, for the special effects, for huge robots fighting each other and explosions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with this, where, you know, you watch porn for the sex and like, yeah, it could have a good story, acting, et cetera, et cetera. But you know why you're watching it. <laughs> exactly. That that sure that helps the experience, but it's not necessary. Yeah, because because I'll tell you what, uh, a character that they killed off in one of the movies. um, Yeah, a character they killed off in like one of the movies came back in the newest movie and that's like no what, big surprise fast and furious or transformers uh fast and furious like okay. the newest one he came back in the newest movie and that's not no big surprise they like revealed in the trailer um but he came back and it's like it poses the question of like how's this dude alive uh-huh. <laughs> it, it it feels like more of a retcon like it's funny because they retconned his death in multiple ways but this is like the retcon where Okay, he's alive actually. <laughs> Cause like the first retcon was just more so to explain the happenings of this one movie or like just kind of correlation between them. Um but this one is like, okay, we're just undoing the death now. <laughs> and it yeah, it's gonna have explaining to do how this guy's freaking alive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, but in all uh family and that's all that matters yeah you know what he had a family to get back to that's how he's alive (laughs) true that yeah death is inevitable families forever (laughs) (laughs) that's and that's the moral of the story we can wrap things up here thank you for listening Mm mm-hmm See you next week now that we're back on the schedule. <laughs> Sorry for not doing it last week. I was but... busy. I was on vacation. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next uh, time. I, I love you all. We can't forget it. They can't forget it. They won't. And yes. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.